Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2021. I'm Harriet Minter and this is the show for you if, like every woman to ever harbour a small flame for Hugo, you found yourself flung out of the community for daring to express a preference that goes against the grain. If you're new to the show and wondering whether this podcast will mug you off, then fear not. This is a safe space for anyone who, like me, loves a bit of Love Island but wouldn't admit it at a dinner party. Each week, I'm accidentally declaring my love to a fellow islander, and this week I've got a killer of a guest. She wrote a book that the boys of the villa have definitely read. It's the author of The Joy of Being Selfish, host of the brilliant podcast In All Honesty, and all-round stunner, Michelle Elman. Michelle, welcome to Undercover Lover. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) I've genuinely been looking forward to this all week, because talking (laughs) about TV shows is my favourite thing to do. I am so excited to talk to you about this because you are, you're known as the queen of boundaries and there have been some great examples of boundaries being set and not being set in the show so far. So I can't wait to talk to you about them. When did you become a Love Island fan? Tell me about that. I, my housemate used to watch it and I resisted for two seasons. And then I sat down one day and I think I didn't actually start it from the first episode. I think it was like a week in. I sat down for one episode. And you know what? People always say it's so ironic that I'm into these shows when Mm -hmm. I talk about good communication and boundaries. And that's like my thing. And I was like, no, but that's why I love it. Because I'm like ah, this is how normal humans communicate. And like, I dissect it in my brain. And I'm like, this is what you should have done. This is what you, oh, that's gaslighting. Oh, that's love bombing. And I love like, I love just dissecting all of their communication. Um, So it was just, it took me sitting down for one episode and I was hooked. And then I went back and watched all the past seasons. And now I have seen every single episode. Actually, there was the only season I didn't watch was Maura's season oh and it was because that summer um I was like why am I spending if you put it all together it's something like 72 hours yeah 72 hours watching a show rather than putting that into my own love life and so that summer I actually decided for every hour I'd watch Love Island I'm going (laughs) on an actual date and it worked but in the pandemic, I did catch up and watch that season. And I'm so glad I did because I actually think it might have been the best season. I love that you substituted Love Island for real life love. I think that's well, brilliant. Well, I mean, it's a little bit ironic when you're like, oh, I have no time dating. And then you're watching other people date. 
yeah okay I can't I can't, I can't claim to have ever been that smart um <laughs> tell me your initial view on the communication and boundaries going on in the villa at the moment we'll look at them in depth but overall this year's cast good at them not so good at them I think the girls are quite good as a mm. on a whole. I yep. actually think Faye might have the best boundaries. Yeah. Um and Kaz has good boundaries. I I it's the men. <laughs> but that's not really a surprise. And yeah, there's just been a lot of I just wish people would use like my, one of my favorite boundaries is do not speak to me like that. And I just think that needs to be said a little bit more in the villa. Mm, I think that's really interesting the one that I've seen exerted a lot this week is people going up to somebody and saying can we have a chat and somebody saying not right now no we can't I love that I absolutely <laughs> love that because like you do it in the villa and like it's almost a running joke that like always putting someone for a chat yeah but actually that's how you should have a conversation and start a conversation in real life because even if you look at like the average couple I mean there's the stereotype of someone coming home from work and like launching into their day mm-hmm. and the other person hasn't even finished writing their email or whatever yeah. and then they get annoyed because they're not listening and it's like yeah but you just like interrupted someone's day and you didn't even pause for a second to be like hey good evening how are you um and if I ever want to have a difficult conversation I do always say hey do you have a moment even if it's over text rather than calling someone I'll be like hey do you have a moment and my friends always joke that that's actually my sign that there's something serious I want to talk about because (laughs) they'll always reply now with are you okay (laughs) because they know that's my like that's like my code for I'm about to talk about something serious or emotionally um, heavy so sometimes if it's like I'm crying and I want a friend to talk to I will use the hey do you have five minutes and that's the nice thing right because she's kind of saying to somebody I need to talk to you but I, I also need you to be in a place where you can listen are you in that place and I think the worst thing that happens is when you launch into it. So one of the, the examples I explain in my book is like when I found out my dad had cancer. But if you text mm. someone saying, hey, my dad has cancer. Are you free? They will obviously say yes, even if they aren't free. That's why I always say, hey, are you free? And yeah. don't tell them what it's about, because then I want them to be able to say no or even if it's something like, hey, I'm at work at the moment, I'll speak to you at six, without an element of guilt around it, because they don't know what the content is. And so I think it's actually quite a respectful thing to do. But also, you don't want someone saying yes out of guilt. You want someone saying yes, because they do have the capacity to hold that conversation with you. And also, presumably, you don't want somebody saying yes if they're not in the kind of emotional space. So I'm thinking this week we saw um, Toby say to Kaz, can we have a chat? And Kaz say, no, we can't, yeah. not now. Um, and actually what then happened was they had a chat a bit later and Kaz was like, okay, fine, we can talk now. And she was in a space where she could have that conversation without you know, shouting at him and without yeah. being angry with him. Well, she's angry, but without being kind of enraged at yeah. him. And then we saw a little bit later, Hugo saying to Toby, can we have a chat? And Toby clearly didn't want to have a chat. But he's like, okay, yeah, fine, let's get over with. And they had a really bad conversation because yeah. neither of those was in the space where they could listen. I also thought the one I noticed last night was Chloe saying no to a chat because she was mm. clearly crying. And yeah. I think it, it was partially an ego thing, a pride thing of like, I don't want to show you that you yeah. hurt me. But I also think when you're in that emotional headspace, it's like 
the the sensible and good communication part of it is knowing how to separate it because when something happens like that she'll have like humiliation she'll have like rejection all of these things going on some of that is about toby some of that is hitting on an old wound from rejection of the past Mm -hmm. and actually if you're self-aware and emotionally intelligent then you're able to sit down with yourself and go okay so 20% 20% is about Toby, 80% is about that. And sometimes it's 80% it's about Toby, 20% it's about the past. But actually being able to recognize, okay, not a hundred like not 100% of this is about this situation. And I actually think that might have been going on because I know that I know two weeks in the villa is very intense, but it's still two weeks. <laughs> Michelle, it's true love. It's true, it's true love. love in two weeks. <laughs> oh God, I literally like. I don't believe in true love, and I don't believe. I don't believe in one true love, and I don't believe in love at first sight. So you've not got me with that. And I'm still a huge romantic. So. We've talked about so much already. We haven't even got into the meat of this week's show. So let's look at it. It's been a big, packed week. I think, Philip. And- I think this for me feels like the first week where it's starting to get going a bit better and we're about to go into Kazramal, always the best bit. We've had multiple dumpings. When I wrote that on my script, by the way, my computer autocorrected it to we've had multiple dumplings, which (laughs) I felt was very much my laptop judging my food habits this week. Um, We've had the most dramatic recoupling so far and we officially have our first boyfriend and girlfriend, which I'm not happy about, but more on that later. Um, it's been such a week of excitement that even Aaron felt compelled to move. <laughs> did did I just see you get swerved? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No! no. <laughs> it was now. Nah, I, mean, I basically said to her, I, was like, I said to her, I was like, look. So I basically said, because she was like, you're staring at us. I was like, yeah, I'll happily pull you in front of him right now. Oh, wait, so you actually went in for it? Man left his beanbag, bro. (laughs) So there have been some big and serious themes this week, but for me, my favourite theme has, well, it's been about, it's been about the orgasm gap in the villa. Um, Now, I have to say this, discussion has made me feel very old uh not only am I convinced that the Love Island Botox team is just trying to make me feel bad about my wrinkles this season but when I was listening to the girls explaining sex in the villa I realized that I am old enough to have been through an entirely different schooling system to them I didn't understand their schooling system either (laughs) and I was like are they I genuinely my thought was are they talking about like a Scottish system or like an Irish system or a Welsh system? So I was like, what is this? I, I think they've changed it and they just didn't tell me and I hate it. No. Okay. <laughs> so they've got, we've got MVQs, which I didn't really know anything about, but we've got entry level MVQs, which is snogging. We've got MVQ level one, which is, and I hate this phrase with a passion, a cheeky finger we've got mvq level two which i mean why is it cheeky what, what what's so cheeky about i don't know anyway mvq level two which is oral and mvq level three which is sex right and what we discovered this week is that basically despite quite frankly the lack of intelligence in the group the boys seem to be on higher mvq levels than the girls there is an orgasm gap going on yes. in the villa michelle why is that happening you know what? I was thinking about that and I didn't know whether it was a logistics thing, like whether 
it's actually more subtle to but then I was like it can't be because essentially if you're going down on someone like you're going down on someone so one person is under the cover one person is not like or like yeah the body shape has expanded yeah like there are feet sticking out the end of the bed yeah and I was like you know what Michelle stop like stop trying to justify it there is no reason for it like well there is a reason for it but it's a societal reason for it and it's the same it's Love Island is an indication of society in general and like if we think this is only Love Island it is absolutely not um and I just think ultimately like sex has always revolved around like, I mean, even the definition of sex, like if I was 18 years old or when I was 18 mm. years old, sex to me was penis in vagina. Nothing yeah. else counted as sex. And so when it's revolving around penetration, there's always going to be an emphasis on the male pleasure and mm-hmm. not on like equaling thing. And then you bring in the thing of like women faking it because like all of this stuff and men are never taught to pleasure women whereas we are taught to be good women we have to pleasure men so it's just yeah it's just an indication of society it really is and I thought one of the things I thought was really funny and actually a a precursor to what was inevitably going to happen towards the end of the week was Chloe and Toby talking about their night in the hideaway where Chloe had clearly given Toby, as they like to phrase it in the villa, a cheeky handy. And everything is so cheeky. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, and that had been the end of <laughs> the end of anything for anyone. Yeah. And Chloe was quite, I think she was quite pissed off about it. She was like, hang on, what about, I've just done all the work here. What about me? And A, it sort of slightly gave me PTSD because it was like taking me back to my early sexual adventures, which were very similar to that. And also I thought, that's actually a, a really an indication that there is not a lot of good communication going on in that relationship right she's not telling Toby that she's pissed off about this she's telling the girls yeah absolutely and I also think that is communication in the bedroom is the most vulnerable communication and that's why mm-hmm. a lot of the times we don't say what we're truly feeling the thing the book that changed my mind on like sex completely was a book called Come As You Are. And it basically says that we look at male sex as the mm-hmm. norm and yeah. female sex as men's sex light version. So Ooh, when actually it's description. two different systems and like yeah. how we get turned on, how we get arousal, how we get mm-hmm. desire are two different systems. And by comparing women to men, men compare women to men as well so they think we work like they do which is why there's such a gap in orgasms I think that is really fascinating because what and I have like banged on about this a lot but we don't talk about female sexual pleasure anywhere right so we don't talk about female sexual pleasure in sex education oh there's a banging in the background that's my dog dropping her ball and looking (laughs) devastated about the fact um but we don't talk about female sexual pleasure in education we don't really see it portrayed in movies we don't see it talked about on tv so we're asking boys to know about something that actually they get no kind of education around anywhere in the formal or informal senses you need a Mora in the villa this is why Mora was so amazing because she was just embracing the fact she's a sexual being who hasn't had a lot of sex because people equate like high volume of sex to being very sexual and 
she she was just like a contradiction but also breaking yeah. every single rule in society and being unashamedly wanting to enjoy sex which women should be allowed to just as much as men do you think that there is i think i hadn't thought about that there is a lack of moral energy in the villa this year definitely mm. and i thought that you know, might have come from Faye, but actually she's much more reserved than perhaps her kind of very upfront style would suggest see i think we're missing a lot of the like the good characters that i remember like mm. i want a camilla in the villa and i think we could oh, have had a camilla, camilla with georgia yeah. I thought Georgia was very like Camilla energy. I just wish she had stayed around longer. Yeah. Um, and I also think we need an Olivia Atwood in the villa. And yeah. I think Chloe was almost on the verge of that kind of energy. <laughs> I mean, Olivia Atwood, one of my favourite, favourite islanders of all time. Me too. Uh, controversially, I love her. Um, and I think also that is that what I loved about Moira's energy was it was very unpeople pleasing right like yeah. she wasn't there to kind of make sure everyone was happy and I think the girls this year although ironically kind of probably the more dominant force in the villa are very they're natural people pleasers and I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing like you know I am well, that's facade but because of that there isn't necessarily the rock the boat energy that sometimes is needed to kind of teach a few of those lessons but also more had really good boundaries in terms of how mm. she believes she deserved to be treated like that yeah. whole blow up around the fact that um how when oh, i can't even remember it exactly but he said something around like oh let's see if she's all talk that yeah. conversation and then her being like i'm not going into the hideaway with you again that's the kind of boundaries i wish we were seeing this season of being like yeah. no i deserve better it's almost like and the producers are enabling this because i actually apart from the first elimination pretty much the men have had the power for like what the last two three weeks like it feels like that doesn't it enough elimination of men that yeah. like they feel too comfortable i mean look at hugo hugo is bloody comfortable and he's on a like free holiday has no intention of hooking up with anyone we like the producers literally gave him georgia on a platter and he found a problem with nothing like obviously on twitter the prevailing view is that hugo is really into chloe and he just hasn't mentioned it because he's felt like he couldn't get her and now he sees this opportunity to try and convince her that actually what she really wants is a nice guy, which has just gone completely over Chloe's head and she's not in the least bit interested. Do you think that's what's going on here? Is that Hugo doesn't feel strong enough or alpha enough or whatever the boy thing is that they need to feel in order to actually go after what he really wants? So I think he's a love avoidant and I think he's mm. actually scared. Me of... too. Yeah. I think and too. so. This is why, like, so this is love avoidant behavior where, like, mm. no one's good enough. And when they are good enough, you're only a, a, interested for about two days. And then as soon yeah. as they're interested in you, you disappear. Um, mm -hmm. I really believe in the model of love addict versus love avoidant, um, yeah. which is different to the attachment types. Um, it's Pia Melody's model, and it's based on a book called Facing Love Addiction. And essentially, as soon as a person is interested, they run because of fear of commitment um, and also... He like I think he even has a fear of even taking a risk. And I think mm. ultimately what it comes down to is he's scared of actually liking someone on TV and then them rejecting him. So this way he's preempting it by rejecting them first. And I think the thing going on with Chloe 
I mean, now I'm really going into like psychology, psychoanalysis. No, I love but, it. Like, I love it. This is this is why I love talking about TV this shows. This is like, why I got you on because I was like, people. oh my gosh, gonna have so many good insights. Yes. <laughs> But I think the thing with Chloe is because she seems unattainable now, mm. that's why he's interested. It'd be interesting to see if he actually, if she actually liked him, whether he would then lose interest. Well, so this is the thing that I, I absolutely agree on because I'm, I can't quite remember. I'm pretty sure a few weeks ago when they were coupled up and she was available, there was no interest there on his behalf whatsoever. And now that she's like, obviously, clearly still into Toby in some level, shape or form, I think that kind of is. And I I think that really plays into that avoidant category. Very interesting. A bit controversial, but I just, Toby's not the most articulate person. And he kind of messed up that whole conversation. Uh, But he didn't actually do anything wrong. Like that whole speech from Hugo, Mm. I don't believe was that, what what more could he have done? I mean, this is a scenario in the real world. Like, of course, you don't ditch someone in that such a short time span. But within the villa, what more could he have done? They had a conversation where it ended. So why did she think he was going to be picked? Like it just, it that to me didn't make sense. And I was like, yeah, okay, he's not very articulate. He didn't say the right things, but... It wasn't the same situation with Kaz. And then it makes me think, like, well, why didn't Hugo say something when it came to to Toby screwing over Kaz? Well, so this is an interesting... It leads into a theme that I kind of picked up on in this week's show, which is the concept of endings and how we handle endings. Because that Toby and Chloe ending, I thought, was a really great example of (laughs) when somebody ends something but somebody else doesn't really want them to. And so they kind of convince themselves it's not happening. And if we're not clear about endings, how wrong they go. So in the case of Toby and, did I just say Toby and Kaz? No, Toby and Chloe. In the case of Toby and Chloe, I agree. I think they did have a conversation where they agreed they were going to end it. But I think, and maybe this plays into your love addict versus love avoidant thing. I think Chloe is a bit of a love addict and likes a bit of drama. I think she likes the drama. I think she thinks that's part of the appeal of it, a part part of the passion to go after someone's man and be the woman who wins him away, to have a big argument and then win them back and have passionate sex, to be all over each other and then screaming at each other. I think she is into that drama. And I think when they were ending it, I think she just thought this was another piece of the drama. Yeah, but I also think it was an ego conversation. So it mm. was, you know, that whole thing about who wants to end it first. Like, yes. And that's all ego. So it's like, who, yeah. who, why does it matter who ends it? Like, but they want it to go down in history that they were the one who weren't dumped. <laughs> they were the one who wasn't rejected. Well, actually, it yeah. still bloody hurts whether you're the person ending it or you're the person who it's being ended with. Um so it was kind of, to me, it was a whole conversation of like, who's going to get there first? And yeah. um, I do think it was similar to a lot of other conversations in the villa when it comes to endings. But essentially to have a good ending, you need someone who's self-aware. And Toby keeps blaming on the fact he's not been in a relationship. But like, this is not, having not been in the relationship, this is just basic human interaction. So it makes me question, like, have you never had an emotional conversation in your life ever? Well, I just don't think Toby is very good with, he's not very good with critique in any way, shape or form. So I don't think Hugo's 
little speech, which I'll put a clip of it in here in case you missed the fire and passion that was Hugo at the bonfire. I would like to couple up with this girl because not only is she out of this world bootiful, she is uh, she's super intelligent, she's funny, and whenever I'm with her, I'm definitely at my happiest. If I'm completely honest, she doesn't deserve to be treated how she has been this past 24 hours. Again. And I firmly believe that a lot of this test stuff is complete bullshit. So that's Hugo giving his thoughts on Chloe and Toby. But I don't think Hugo's speech was... It wasn't actually... It wasn't required. It wasn't particularly well done. But it also... It was... It could have just been like water off a duck's back. It could have been like, okay, Hugo, whatever. I mean, if you want to think that, that's up to you. But And Toby is behaving as though Hugo has, I mean, committed the ultimate bro code violation that he has slandered his good name and how dare he. And I think he's just, he can't sit with anyone being unhappy with him. Yeah, did you catch the snide comment? Because I, I don't actually think many people caught it where he said, just because he can't get a man, like <laughs> a, a woman, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also think that it, it's really bad boundaries on mm. um, Hugo's Hugo. part. Because like one of my things about boundaries is mind your own business. Yeah. And that Chloe can stand up for herself. She's shown she can stand up for herself. She doesn't need a team member. She doesn't need someone standing up for her, mm. saying all those things. And if she wants to say it, she should say it herself. So even though I understand in society, it's like, oh, he did such a like nice gesture and like gentlemanly and stood up for her. I actually think it does Chloe a disservice because it's like, yeah. well, did she really need that? And I understand she liked it because yeah. like... Loved I, it. It's Loved the attention. Of, it, well, also, it's the ego being like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm right. I'm proved I'm right. Someone's taking my side. But actually, healthy communication is two people dealing with their issues themselves. Yeah. We touched on this a little bit, but the this need for the person who is ending it to not be the person who's ending it came up earlier in the week in the most beautiful example, which was Danny and Lucinda. So here is Danny and Lucinda breaking up. I'm obviously, you know I fancy her. You know I like you. I want yeah, a picture yeah, yeah. if I didn't. And then I just feel like you give nothing back to me. Like, yeah. I'm not asking you to come and give me a gift. I'm asking for you to come and ask me if I'm all right. Just on yeah. your, off your own back. Yeah. And I just don't feel like... I feel like I can sense you gravitating towards Aaron more than me. I just want to know, do you want me to right, okay, so pursue you as a friend or pursue you as something more? Yeah. Because I'm cool with either way. Yeah, I know. But basically, I thought back to the challenge quickly. I thought with the challenge, obviously, like you kissing AJ, you haven't really probably spoken to her. Like, I did. So I, I did that to try and see if, if you got a little bit jealous. Like I got jealous the other night when fucking Aaron tried kissing you. Oh right. Yeah, because you know I did. Because you was like, oh, it's fit that. Yeah. So I was trying to like see if you would have got pissed off, but don't look like you were pissed off. Well, no, I was a little bit pissed off. I want you to have a good time in here, do you know what I mean? I want you to be happy in that, and I can sense that I don't bring that, like, that out of you. Yeah, maybe I don't you f- don't. I don't feel like I bring that, and I don't feel like you bring that out of me as well. No, like, I don't think I do either. I feel like when the thing I'm is, you, I'm not even like this normally, but I feel yeah. like with you, I feel quite serious, I and do. I'm and not I even a bloody serious I don't person. Want, I don't want to be like this as well. I feel like we're on the same page now. I feel like we're both feeling the same things. Yeah. Like, um... Maybe we'd just be mate then. 
Yeah, maybe. I think I think that's for the best because I don't want to be this serious guy in here, and if that's what you make me feel like, then I need to maybe just nip it in the bud a bit, I think. Do you need to nip it in the bud? So that was a little clip of Danny and Lucinda where Lucinda was trying to dump Danny and then Danny ended up essentially dumping Lucinda and Lucinda was like, how has this happened to me? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Danny actually really clearly said his greatest fear was to be mugged off. Why are we so scared of somebody saying thanks but no thanks? Well, I do think of all the messy conversations, that's probably one of the messiest of the week. Every conversation involving Danny was messy. And he actually gave me... When he was angry, he actually scared me through the TV. Like, Mm. I just... It was very unsafe energy. And if I felt any of that on the date, I would have run a mile. And I just don't think Lucinda was vocal enough around any of it. So... For example, I would have said something around the pieing itself. She never actually brought that up as an individual issue. Yeah. She talked about like like why she he didn't choose her, but she didn't talk about like how that was really disrespectful. Yeah. And also this whole comment of keeping me like what's it called again? Treat him like, mean, keep him keen. Oh. I was like, Oh my god, what is oh, this? I was literally like, which decade are you in? Like <laughs> <laughs> not this one, clearly. But I like someone says that to me I'm out the door like I don't need you can't apologize for that like you've shown your colors that's it like um and that's the part where in that ending conversation I mean I think especially men are so scared of being mugged off it's like a pride thing it's a Mm. masculinity well toxic masculinity thing um but essentially in order to actually fall in love you need to get vulnerable both both parties need to be vulnerable and 
there is no love without an element of hurt, even in the most loving relationships. There's a point in every loving relationship where you get hurt. And if you wall up and get defensive and go, you're mugging me off or whatever it is, you never resolve that. But actually recognizing that a lot of the time when someone's hurt, they didn't intentionally try to hurt you. It's okay that you're still hurt, but that's where you keep the love in the relationship and you recognize that that person might have hurt you but they weren't meaning to so explain to them why they hurt you they shouldn't do it again and that's how you move on but coming in with all these defenses which I think so many of them have in the villa of like not wanting to fall in love I'm like you picked the wrong show (laughs) if you want a boohoo deal get those defenses down right now exactly I mean (laughs) (laughs) and then the final ending that i actually thought we should talk about is the ending of danny on this show so danny obviously very controversially uh got on the show we discovered that he'd used the n-word on his social media the producers had a bit of a panic about it what did they do they got him to apologize from within the villa but didn't actually kick him out Um, We saw other contestants from previous shows say, hang on, if we'd been even close to that behaviour, we would have been gone. And then they sort of organised this very quick dumping where they were like, vote for your least favourite people. Oh, what a surprise. Danny is in there and we're going to get rid of him. Do you think that was a slightly wimpish behaviour on the behalf of the producers? Yes, and I can't... There are are, are multiple elements I don't understand. So first of all, I don't Mm. understand how the producers didn't find that comment if Twitter could find it in a second. Like, every single one of these people were vetted. Like, I've gone through casting processes. I've gone through 12 stages and not even gone halfway. Like, you go through multiple people scaring across all your social media accounts, and yet Twitter was able to find it in, what, less than two hours? Mm -hmm. Like, so it makes me question, was that ignored on purpose? Because I doubt they wouldn't have been able to see it. The other part is, like, if you look at past seasons, again, Sharif getting kicked out because he kicked mm-hmm. Molly May in, I don't know what words we're allowed to use, but kicked her Wish in the like. vagina yeah. <laughs> and said the words cunt punch yeah. and got kicked out for that, even though it was by accident and they yeah. were play fighting and Molly May was like, it didn't hurt, it was fine, like, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I understand it was a joke. He got kicked out. No explanation. No explanation within the villa. And the third thing is they said he was allowed to apologise within the villa, but why was there no to-camera piece where he apologised? And, like, also, if he apologised in the villa, did the whole villain know about it? Was it just him? Because I definitely thought I saw a shift in his behaviour and I was like, is that because he suddenly realised what's going on outside or is it because he's feeling like he's being mugged off by Lucinda? Who knows? But I was like, there's... There was a nervousness about him towards the end of it, which I didn't see so much at the beginning. But I thought, hang on, if you are going to leave him in there, then let's like have this as a discussion. Let's be open about it. But don't just kind of... Don't but leave also, him in for a little bit and then realise it's not going away, so create a situation to get him out. It's also kind of at the expense of Kaz, because especially yes. he went on Massively the first date so. with Kaz... Um, but yeah. it's at the expense of Aaron too. Any black person in the villa, but also yeah. any person of colour in the villa, like yeah. Sharon too. Um, everyone had a right to know. Mm. And it's just, they've kicked people out for so much less. Yeah. And specifically that this is the first season after Black Lives Matter. And obviously that should be a reason you yeah. should be kicked out before. But 
it was just such a misguided decision and it was just it was it was all very strange to me but I couldn't couldn't stop thinking about the fact that how did they not find this comment if Mm. like Twitter could find it in two hours like then it makes me think they left it there on purpose and I mean if you really want to go conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. it had been a very boring season so it meant more Ofcom complaints and of course they don't want complaints but at the same time it does boost their ratings Mm -hmm. like I mean it depends how how far you go down the conspiracy spectrum but I don't put it past them that that is a thing that would get everyone angry on Twitter and anger on Twitter does create more views I think there is something in that we I mean I'd love to know your views listeners as always you can find me on social media at Harriet Minter what do we think do we think this was the producers not dealing with it and loving a bit of controversy or is it just that they missed it come and tell me uh so we've got to the point of the show where we've got a text I got a text or a whatsapp message or a tweet or in the words of Faye fuck we've got a text um so if you're new to the show this is the point where we find a tweet meme post about the show that we feel is particularly on point um and this week i found myself corrected on my stereotypical views of female behavior by a man this tweet is from ed gleave he's at ed hot tv and he says i like that chloe has never blamed abby good to see women not turning on each other hashtag love island what do you think, Michelle? Is that like... Because uh, on the one hand, I was like, do you know what? I hadn't even registered the fact that all of Chloe's anger is directed at Toby and not at Abby, really. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit, but not much. Is Should that just be what we... I mean, it should be what we expect, right? She doesn't have a relationship with Abby. So, so I interpreted it differently. So mm. they did have that sit-down conversation where yeah. she was like oh, I'm really sorry, I was the one who asked to link with him because of my shoes. And she was like, no, it's not on you. Um, I interpreted it as male or female or anything in between. It was more so it's the person in the relationship. So even if he had reversed the genders, like you're angry at the person within the relationship because they're the one who owes you loyalty. And it was her understanding Abby came in to like... Mm -hmm that was her job to come into the villa and find someone. So that's how I saw it. I didn't think it was a women supporting women's thing. So I agree. However, because we referenced her earlier, I suspect that had Olivia Atwood been in the villa when Abby came in and made a beeline for her man, Olivia Atwood would not have taken it so calmly with Abby. (laughs) No. And I'm also thinking of (laughs) Katie. Katie. Oh yeah. Katie. Katie would not have taken this lying down. No. I also even am, Amber um, with Kem didn't yeah. take it as well. Yeah. So yes, a hundred percent. I think it's very easy to. I, I think it's very easy to blame the person who's not your partner. Yeah. And I think that's the because that's the way to save the relationship. Don't blame your partner. Blame the other person. But I think Faye has a bit of common sense. Mm. Like not common yeah. sense, but she she's sensible around that. Yeah. Anything that has caught your eye on social media or in your own personal Love Island WhatsApp groups, because we all have one uh, in the past week. Any key themes or ideas? Uh, No, not really. Um, (laughs) My WhatsApp 
my WhatsApp group has gone very quiet this season. So really, it Is slightly that... implies that like there's not been as much watching this time. And this WhatsApp group is massive. It's like, I think close to 100 people now. <laughs> Why do you think we have turned off so much this season? it's the chat the chat is boring there's no good yeah. romance we need a chris and kem we need a good like i i love those like montana had a relationship with someone i can't remember who it was a good friendship with someone yeah um, at a time but like i loved the good friendships within it and we do have kaz and liberty but that's pretty much it mm. and i understand the girls all have a good relationship but there's that the chat has been boring and I just don't buy most of the couples the couple I buy most is Millie and Liam I just think they're quite boring and so dull I just want once like one conversation with substance and there was (laughs) there was none like not even on their date I just want like like when you saw like Olivia and Chris together or you saw Kem and Amber together like you were laughing Camilla and Jamie like you were laughing you like you you were rooting for them I'm not really rooting for anyone and I also find like I'm not attracted to anyone on the show (laughs) which like usually there's one person you're always like oh like yes like love him want to like listen to him talk and there's Mm -hmm. just no one doing it for me this season so it's really interesting you say that so the first thing is about Millie and Liam I just have to reference my favorite conversation basically of the week where Millie and Liam went on a date together and they discussed how they would, quotes, go travelling after the show, ignoring the fact that we're in the middle of a global pandemic and they can't travel anywhere, but never mind. They were going to go travelling. And then she says Wales. Wales, that's it. He's like, oh, yes, you can come to Wales. And she's like, oh, great, I'll go to Wales. I'm like, oh, bless, bless both of you. I tweeted about that as well because I was like, (laughs) wow, that was a really harsh remark because I get lost in the show. I forget we're in a pandemic. And then that was like a really harsh come down to reality moment of being like, Oh yeah, we're still in the pandemic. <laughs> Travelling means <laughs> Wales now. <laughs> like here I am in my mind being like, oh, you're going to Australia. You're going to go to Southeast Asia. Like it's like Wales. They're going to Wales. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the sun will shine. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> uh, um, it's our heroes and villains of the week. We could be This is the section of the show where we decide who we'd couple up with and who we'd dump. So, Michelle, you get to couple up with any person you like and dump any person you like. Let's start with the positives. Who would you couple up with? I would probably couple up with Liberty just because Mm. I love her. Like, I love listening to her. I love hearing her speak. I love her relationship with Kaz. Oh, so cute. I love her. (laughs) I love her and I loved this week my favourite thing that Liberty did this week was when Tyler came in hang on have I put Tyler on my to couple up with because I've put him in I've I've put him in brackets where I'm like this isn't my official couple up but I am coupling up with him so when (laughs) Tyler came in and he you know Liberty pulled him aside for a little girl chat and there were two things that really happened so the first is it was just him and Liberty chatting and um, he kept saying, oh, I really like cute girls. I really like girls who are just really funny and cute. Liberty's like, yeah, like Kaz, who's also sexy and sassy. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, Kaz is great. And she's like, yeah, and she's sexy and sassy. 
she also like... really reminded me of myself in that I'm the kind of person who like my friends always send over so like I, I remember when my housemate started dating someone new and like it was the first time I was meeting him and she was like I want to know this and I want to know this and I want to know this and so like I went over and pretended to be more drunk than I was and I was like I was like, sorry, I'm just a really nosy person and like just kept firing these questions and then like went back to her and was like, so this, 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 like, I'm like, that's just what a best friend does. And then there was another amazing Liberty moment where they, she'd kind of finished her chat with Tyler and Kaz came over and started chatting to Tyler and Kaz and Tyler were having this really cute chat and... Liberty was just sat there next to them, just looking at them like with this real like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, bless my children having this lovely time together. To the point where Kaz eventually had to say to her, Liberty, can you leave now? She was like, oh, yes, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is Loved exactly it. why I love her. <laughs> Loved it. Um, I would be coupling up with Tyler, as we have already said. But also this week, I'm going to give coupling up props to the editors because there was a moment of editing genius in the show when Toby and Chloe were breaking up and they were playing very sad music and they had this very intense scene of them in the bedroom having an intense conversation and then Aaron opens the door and walks through the bedroom and everything goes silent and the editors turn off the music and Chloe and Toby stop talking to each other and Aaron just walks from one side of the bedroom out the door the other side and then the music comes back on again and the intensity continues. It was brilliant. I loved it. Was it was genius. I loved it so much. <laughs> I think it was my favourite moment. It really reminded me actually of kind of Love Island sort of at its best when the producers and editors really get that they want to create drama, they want to create tension, but also that ultimately this is a reality TV show and it's got human beings that don't really know what they're doing in it. I even love what Ian said beforehand where he was like, oh she's by herself wouldn't it be a or like it was Toby in the room it was like Toby's by himself wouldn't it be a shame if the one person he didn't want to see would walk in right now (laughs) I love that um okay and then who would you dump from the island this week who is going assuming Danny's already gone yeah. Hugo needs to go like I I'm not buying this nice guy thing I haven't mm. ever bought this nice guy thing I think I think the problem is people put nice guy on the same scale as bad guy like the two yeah. extremes and it's just not nice is the word that women use when we have nothing more interesting to say about a person like <laughs> like if you go meet someone or like you have a meeting with someone and someone goes like oh how was the meeting yeah nice like they weren't interesting they weren't funny yeah. they weren't smart they were just mm-hmm. nice. nice. Like, nice is neutral. Nice is like, I have nothing negative to say, but they also have, I have nothing positive to say either. Like, that's why people are describing him as nice. Well, I thought with Hugo, at first I was like, I just find you a bit dull, right? I just find you a bit dull. And I've talked about this on the show again. There is, like, people have a level of sexual energy. You have a level of sexual energy and that comes off more strongly from some people than it does from others. And certainly when the show began, I was like, huh, Hugo and Kaz, I was like both very kind of low sexual energy. And Kaz was very much like girl next door, very nice. I remember seeing, you know, there were clips of her and Toby where she was like stroking Toby's hair like she was his mum and just being very sweet and loving, kind to him and very girl next door. 
And then she and Toby broke up and she was like, right, bringing it. And it was suddenly like this absolute goddess of a woman just appeared. And I thought, well, I wonder if this will happen with Hugo, whether there will come a moment where Hugo is maybe, maybe he's a bit shy or he's finding his feet or he's very aware that he's a teacher on TV and he needs to relax into it. And actually, as it's gone on, what I realised is there is no depth there. (laughs) There is no depth. There is nothing more to discover. He's just a man without a lot of personality, unfortunately. I also think the difference is that Kaz is one of those people who maybe doesn't have that sexual energy day to day, but if she was actually interested in someone, as we're seeing with Tyler now, you can see it. And like, I relate to that because I'm kind of that person where like, less so that, but like everyone... In a lot of influencer conversations, I've always been told I'm cute, not sexy. And I'm like, <laughs> and I mean, this is an actual conversation that took place in an oh influencer my event. God. And I literally sat there being like, I don't want to be sexy on my Instagram. Like, when I want to be sexy, trust me, you'll know. Like, yeah. and that's just that. But like, with the Hugo thing, I'm just so tired of nice guys, supposed nice guys, mm-hmm. being praised so much for the bare minimum yeah. and for essentially, as I said, like nice is essentially the use we use for neutral, yeah. but then they take that word nice guy and build an entire ego around it and then mm. actually become a, a little bit arrogant around it. And yeah. that's what I think we're starting to see. And I think it came across in that um, speech about Chloe. And I also think it came across with how he treated Georgia and the irony of the fact that he's giving Toby shit when, Georgia went home for no reason like like and I just I just felt so bad for Georgia also I actually think she would have been a really interesting personality and I just wish we could have seen her more and I blame Hugo blame Hugo bring back Georgia kick out Hugo yeah um I would be dumping this week I think I might have dumped him for like three weeks in a row but I'm still dumping him I would be dumping Jake I am over Jake I'm over him the whole palaver with the boyfriend girlfriend I'm going to ask Liberty to be my girlfriend I'm going to involve everyone in the villa I'm going to make it such about us because we're such a celeb couple in the villa and we are clearly on in Jake's mind to win the 50k and we're going to be the big news from the villa and I am like you are riding on the coattails of greatness and it's not fair you don't deserve it and we all know what's coming next like right And I was like, the timing is just so coincidental. Like, it almost made me think that he was forced to do that before Casa Moore. But also, the thing that annoys me about Jake is he's not original. Sorry, that bracelet thing came from a previous season. I can't remember who it was, but that came from a previous season. I I feel like it was Johnny. Was it? Oh, it was Kem. It was Was Kem. Kem Kem came in the villa with the bracelet. Like, he just stole that from Kem. And he even stole Liberty's nickname. Liam calls Millie, Millie Moo. And and then Jake starts calling her Libby Lou. And I'm literally like, you can't even come up with a nickname for her. Like, nothing he does is original. And like... Yes, I mean, I won't lie. I cried a little bit when it happened last night. I was like, just a single, I'm not cautious at the moment. I'll, I'll forgive myself for that. But I just like, I, I just think this is just going to end one way. Liberty is going to be heartbroken. And you know what would be really satisfying? If it actually goes the other way, Liberty finds someone else better in the villa and Jake comes back wanting her to stick with him. Oh, I hope so. Bring in someone amazing for Liberty. I mean, I don't just don't think she's going to move, but I would love to see that. Anyway, we will have Kaza Amor next week. So next week's show, 
I think we know it's going to be chaos. But this week's show has been a delight because, Michelle, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. If somebody wants, Oh, I've loved it. If somebody wants to crack on with you, where can they find you? Scarred Not Scared. Come slide in my DMs. <laughs> so I'm Scarred Not Scared on everything. Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever other platforms there are anymore. Um, and yeah, you can come find me there. I love that. Um, I also love that. I was like, I said, you know, if somebody wants to crack on with you, and I was like, oh God, I'm just opening her up to such chaos. And you were like, no, no you know, you know I actually DMs. did that. I genuinely did that. I went to my audience and I was like, you know what? I'm bored of dating apps. Like, I just feel like I'm good. I basically matched with the same guy four mm-hmm. times in a row yeah, on that. different dating apps. And so I went to my audience. I was like, guys, you know what? I'm in the mood for chaos. Why don't you send me a picture of any guy that you know in real life who you think would be interested show them a picture of me and if they're interested literally send them send send me their number plus a picture of them and all I got was my audience replying being like I know zero single straight men or I'm in America does that work I'm in Canada does that work I'm in Bristol does that work I was like my number one requirement was London just they have to be in London so it didn't work, but I did try to do it. I was like, you know what? I'm ready for chaos. Because I was like, you know what? Of everyone in the world, I genuinely think my Instagram audience know me better than even half yep. my friends. So I was like, you guys could actually set me up. And like, surely some of you have single straight men, but male friends, but apparently not. So, Well, do you know what, though? And this is a bit woo woo, but I'm going to give it to you. I actually did that. Uh, 18 months ago no no 20 months ago I did the same thing to my Instagram audience I was like we've hit we've we've hit the point now babe there is there is no one left on the app send me send me who you know I think I got one I got one which we had like a five minute conversation that fizzled it's okay it's very nice um and then I took it a step further and I wrote a piece for Red Magazine about how one had to just be open about what you wanted and there we go this is what I want send it to me um and then Admittedly, on a dating app, I did meet the now boyfriend about two months after that. And I think it was because I did the thing that I said I would never ever do, which was be like, beg the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am open to receiving. I was like, I will do anything now. Come on. (laughs) My tactic at the moment is literally telling every single friend, like, set me up. I don't care who with, just set me up. I want to go on more dates. Like, don't care who. Love it. Okay, right. Well, send either your uh, huge compliments and much approval or potential <laughs> dates to at Scarred Not Scared. That is all for this week. If this podcast is a bit of you, then do make sure to rate, review, and follow it before Abby tries to steal us. I'll be back next week for another round of Sundrenched Silliness, but in the meantime, I always like to leave you with a bit of wisdom from the villa. This week, it's a lesson in football from the boys. We started off as a stalemate. Yeah. Nil, nil. Yeah, nil, nil. As, as we all do. Nil, nil, nil first half. Yeah. Going back and forth. Um, the defence is weak. The defence is weak. <laughs> the weak. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. It was a very attacking game. It was a very attacking game from both sides. Um, it started with a one nil. Yeah. Which way? Started one to nil. a one nil to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. VAR brought it back for a possible handball. Yeah, a naughty. You know, diving header. There was no diving headers, unfortunately, because after the 1-0, the game had to be cut short. (laughs) (laughs) 
Weather wasn't too good. We had streakers on the pitch. We had um, a flooding, a flooding of the pitch, and the pitch had to be abandoned, unfortunately. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 